We're going to cover some really sensitive topics. <laughs> we are fully recording. We are. All right. Alex, get off. We are the Famous Roots Podcast. I'm here with Eric. I'm Alex. We're here to talk about the success stories of celebrities and also hear the perspectives from their inner circles. And today we have a special guest, Kevin Rudolph, multi-talented Thank writer. you for having me. Yes, thank you for being with us. Really appreciate it. First question. Didn't we cover everything before this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we actually did. We I, did, but we didn't record it, so now we, we didn't record it. it, so now we got to re-record. We got to we got to sound like So I got to waste your time on that, you know. We got to pretend it's the first time. <laughs> yes. So let's uh we talked about uh New York a little. Mm -hmm. And so talk about the comparisons of growing up in New York and kind of that lifestyle versus right now in Miami where we're currently recording. Well, you know, I lived in New York most of my childhood, went to school there, played in bands as a kid, you know, did the whole like Lower East Side thing when I was like fourteen, fifteen, went to this night school where you could go to school at, you know you showed up at like four o'clock there was no homework kids were smoking in class it was like you know the wild west of of new york and um you know when i moved to miami it was like wait a minute you can you can live here and and i i fell in love with it i was coming down i was working with my friend jimmy douglas who uh is a mixer engineer also producer uh working with timbaland and we were coming down and doing like the whole hit factory thing and like the early, you know, it was like around 2005, I think, you know, working on um, like Black Eyed Peas and Justin Timberlake. And, you know, he was working on Missy Elliott and Jay-Z and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And just I fell in love with that whole scene, like being at the hit factory at two o'clock in the morning and the Diamonds and the Bentleys and the whole scene of it was just wild. It was like total hip hop excess in its prime. And then like at six o'clock in the morning leaving and going and seeing the sun come up on the beach, you know, and it was just, it was so, it was like everything I ever wanted. I think growing up in New York made me want this like somehow tropical lifestyle. So when those two sort of met up where I could find a place in music and still have that, uh, and I moved down here and then, and then life did, did change for sure but uh you know i can't can't get the new york out of me i still have like the like the aggression <laughs> and the grit and i'm like all that stuff i could tell just by when i you know when you first walked in you're already talking about the traffic and like i could imagine yeah, you like just honking come on come right on. i trashed the podcast room <laughs> oh my we well, already have, we already have bottles <laughs> full of full rock star life well you lived in la for a while too right i i yeah i was there a little bit i was there a little bit um and that was kind of coming off of being on tour for for about a year and i was doing like a lot of uh songwriting type sessions sort of immersed myself in that world the producer songwriter world and that was kind of all out there and then after you know about a year and a half i kind of had enough i wanted to get back to my music and and somewhere i felt a little bit more grounded if you could talk a little more about the songwriting process do you enjoy that versus actually perform? Like, is there what's the big difference of performing versus is there more risk involved in performing, or is there? More yeah, you can fall. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really fall off the stage when you're writing a song. Well, first of all, you know, if you don't write, you've got nothing to play. So, it's it really starts there. You have to create something that people are going to want to sing back to you. So for me. Um, I don't really like the word songwriting anymore. I just like making stuff, right? Because it feels more like art. And, you know, anything that has sort of like a craft associated with it sort of has rules. And then you're thinking about what rules other people are using and what they're doing. And then is it good? Is it right? Is it wrong? And, and the more I go, the more I just want to um, dismantle any kind of framework of anything because people aren't listening like that anymore they don't need a three and a half minute radio pop song with you know you can have a jazz instrumental you can have a meditation music or you know there's so much and and it's all art and it's all great and i like to look at it as making stuff and hopefully that ends up as a good song and then performing is is amazing. I mean, it's the it's the most fun thing in, in the world when it's all like going great. You know, sometimes there, you said, is it more dangerous? Really, like the only danger is like you know your front of house sucks, your sound sucks, you know, whatever the the crowd isn't feeling it. But that's just part of it. So, you know, you 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 go into you sort of battle knowing that 
everything may not go right, but when it goes right, it's the best feeling in the world. Oh my God, it's, it's the best. So me and my co-host Eric, we're in the corporate world. So it's. Totally, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> honestly, it's a totally. <laughs> it's it's totally different, and I'm sure there's a lot of viewers out there that are probably listening to this right now in a cubicle, thinking like, "Oh my God, I wish I just could take that extra step and take that risk and you know follow my passion." So like. Is it hard to be inspired? You're and probably asking the wrong person because when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I picked up a guitar and, and I was like, I sat my, my, I was really, it wasn't even my parents because my, you yeah. know, my parents were divorced and it was kind of more sort of a free environment. My grandparents were probably the, the closest ones to having any kind of thought mm -hmm. process of that I was like going to do anything um, within any framework. And I was like, look, I'm not going to be going to college. I'm not going to be getting a job. This um, the guitar is what I'm doing. You should be laughing at that. That was funny. But it was the truth, actually. It was really, no, really the truth. Did they, did they have, like, no, just concern at all? Or they, were they, like, fully no, supportive? No, no, no. They, they, were, they were cool, and I was a kid. So, I mean, I'm kind of telling this, like, half-jokingly. Half and, and really, I grew up in a very sort of free, artsy, wasn't really any rules to it in terms right. of, you know, it was like growing up in New York, and my mom was out doing her thing, and she was making, you know, she was in bands and, and doing music, so I was... You know, I was kind of carving out my own path anyway. But as far as anyone who wants to do anything, I don't think there's anything um, wrong with keeping your job and, and doing it at night. You know, I, I don't think it, it, it's not really about saying, OK, I'm doing this, because yeah. the thing is, if it's something you love to do, you're going to do it. You don't have to make some grand dec declaration of this is now my path. I'm going, you know, it's like those movies where the guy, he like works a job and then he, he says, okay, I'm going to be a writer and live in the country. Yeah. And, you know, and then he sits there and he's like, he's got his typewriter and the birds are chirping. And he's like, I got nothing to say. So I think a little bit of resistance can be good. If it's something that you love doing, you don't need to make a declaration. You can just do it. And if you love what you're making at night and mm. maybe some people around you love it too and you can send it to some people and then the feedback is great and then things start to happen i don't think you have to like quit life or quit your life to to do your dream unless you just hate it mm -hmm. and then that's different so when like you mentioned to your family like hey this is the route i'm gonna take how did it feel to hear your music first like where did you first hear it and like what was the first like reaction or experience hearing your first like pop uh Great question. Out there. Great question. It's a long like journey to, to that kind of thing. You know, I think first it was like the first sense of any kind of feedback I was getting would be like playing shows with bands in New York. And and that was like the fun of just being in that lifestyle and being out and playing music. Mm -hmm. And then and then I, I got a record deal pretty early on, got signed, got dropped. Then I went more behind the scenes. Um playing guitar and working with like Timbaland and doing that kind of thing. But if you're talking like up to, to the road of, of hearing your song on the radio. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. And it's a feeling that if you have, you'll, you'll, you will chase it. You, mm -hmm. you want it. It's funny. It's like, it's a double edged sword too, because then you go back and you go, how did, how did I pull off this trick? Right. Cause the thing is, I believe like, you know, I know that my songs that that did well were written from a pure place and wasn't trying to have a hit record. I think I just wanted to like resonate in a big way, but I didn't see it as Z100. Like right. I was very surprised when pop stations were playing my music for the first time. I was like, I mean, in retrospect, it seems simple because those are hit records and Lil Wayne is on them and they are on a major label, but they deserve it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. But from my perspective at the time, I was just looking at it like, I just want this to like come out and interact with the world right. in some way. Right. The influence and on let it rock. It's kind of music changes. If you're doing like, you know, running an ultra marathon and you're listening to the right music, that's the life or death. Like that changes your pace in sports and even video games. We're talking about how you're like rocks and Madden and the impact to all the people around the world. I mean, you have a hundred million views on YouTube and I'm sure your stream numbers are insane. So it's kind of like, I can't even fathom like 
how many people you touched. So it's. Oh, it's I appreciate it. that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a cool it's a it's a cool feeling. It's you know, uh, especially since I started you know telling stories on TikTok, and mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, "Well, you're just talking about the past," and I'm like, "I'm I just I'm I'm doing it. A lot of the TikToks that mm. I do is sort of." for posterity is that the right word in terms of uh, what i mean is i kind of want to just have that footprint of me telling the stories especially in a world where there's so much information and everybody mm-hmm. kind of you know you can google things oh that's on google yeah yeah it must be true you know and ChatGPT. sure it's like how did this happen well you know and then they just basically funnel all the previous information from any other article ever written, which may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. So I just, I wanted to have that there as a footprint, just kind of how things happened and my take on them and just put my energy into it. And the, the greatest part about it is I've gotten so much feedback. Like, you know, uh, I remember one guy really said, you know, uh, the greatest comment, I did another one about it. He said, uh, you know, a lonely, a lonely, it was a lonely boy, um, you know, lost in like seventh grade and there was only three things on my ipod and it was you kanye and kid cuddy and you were the one who gave me the confidence to that altered the course of my life and then that guy's like a firefighter now you know what i mean and then i've heard people say you know i became a tennis player i mean it's all these things i i never would have expected like and and it just and it's funny because like as an artist you go through these highs and lows and Mm -hmm. webs and I mean, ebbs and flows and highs and lows. And now we're doing a new song. But, you know, I'll be sitting there like, I don't know, I can't come up with anything. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I quit, you know? And then you just read something like that. And I'm like, wow. Okay, okay, yeah, all right, got it. Okay, I got to get, this is, you know, this is what I do. Because now that you're on TikTok, and I don't know, like, when. I'm a TikToker. Yeah, but. TikTok-y. You like it? I'll, I'll be getting I'll be getting my uh, my self tanning uh, endorsements just before you know it. Just just you wait. Your fan base and we were talking about it too. I think you see comments and a lot of people block comments on YouTube, but all your comments are positive. And I'm like, that's a bad thing, by the way. Is it real? Is it real? I mean, it's they're not, not all positive. <laughs> trust me. You haven't read deeply enough. Real it's no. the algorithms. It's the algor- the algorithm but I'm glad you're being shown that. Yeah. No doubt. I mean. But I was going to say, like, does, you know, as an artist, you know, you hear some celebrities say, like, oh, I don't, you know, like LeBron James sometimes says, like, oh, I don't like, read through the comments. Do you ever, like, go through and you're like, you see one and you're like, damn, like, F that guy. I don't ever, <laughs> I don't ever go, like, on YouTube, I don't ever go through them to go through them as in, like, an afternoon activity. I only go because, like, I do like to respond to people because mm-hmm. I see how much it, it means to them mm-hmm. and, and that's great and it makes them you know, feel connected and, and it makes me feel connected to them. And really that's what this is about at the end of the day. It's, it's connecting to people and, and affecting them in, in some way, or I suppose. And really right. for me, it's just, I, you know, I make the music just for my own therapy. So are you more active on TikTok or on Instagram or both? Um, I, I, I like, you know, I, I think TikTok is, is sort of reaching out to more people so people can find you a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found Instagram seems to be a little bit more like a Facebook kind of thing where you're kind of only hitting the people that are interacting with you. Right. And if they're not interacting with you and they follow you, they're not even being shown your stuff. Right. Whereas TikTok, like, you know, I was telling a story about how Rick Rubin wanted to sign me back in the day or whatever. I went to his house and, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh, my God, no, he's horrible, good things, bad things. And I'm like... Dude, I'm just like sharing a story. Right. It's not but you're like very. I think everyone's kind of doing the same thing. I think where you're sort of making the content and just spreading it across, you know? Mm-hmm. So I try to like, but I think, I think TikTok is probably, like I said, the easiest mm-hmm. to sort of suddenly reach people. But the coolest part about it is there's all these people out there who don't know I exist on TikTok and they grew up on it or they still listen or and then you follow they're looking for new stuff. And then, and then they're, they're suddenly connected to you now. And, and that's, that's what I like more of the, I like seeing that happen more mm-hmm. on there because you hear their stories. Oh my God, this was, you know, this was the song was the change my life or whatever, you know, little things that I just would have never thought happened or uh, to anybody. I'm always living in my own world. So it's, mm. it's, it's so cool to, to, to hear. Start from scratch question. If you're a musician and kind of, we kind of touched it earlier, but it's all about like, what, what steps would you take to get to the top? If you have start from scratch, like if you, like didn't make a new up and coming like artists. Yeah. 
Well, what do you, do? you know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, layers to that question. Yeah. One being, who are you as a person, and what do you want to do, and what are you doing? Like, for example, you could do like the Takashi six nine approach of just like I'm literally just yeah. going to get as much attention as possible, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that will work to a, to a degree. I don't know how far it will work, but you could do that. You could take the approach that you're just gonna not care about anybody's opinion. You're mm -hmm. just gonna do whatever you do and be your complete self. You could reinvent yourself as a character and embody that character and be that character. Um, there's people doing it. I see that just do you know beautiful, sensitive singing and piano, and mm -hmm. and they just sort of allow it to happen and they share their art so there's there's so many ways and it depends on what you want to be if you want to be a hip-hop producer mm -hmm. obviously that's not the way you know if you wanted to be a hip-hop producer mm -hmm. it's very simple just make three beats a day post them <laughs> yeah. film yourself doing them and that's what there is to do and then hope that you connect to artists right mm -hmm. if you were a singer songwriter it's going to be a different path um I can I can definitely tell you that like from what I've seen for the most part if you're trying to get like a traditional record deal mm -hmm. you're going to def definitely have to build up something in terms of a fan base before because and that wasn't the case back in the day mm -hmm. you know you could just make like you could just be really dope and and like someone would be like he's dope or she's dope and let's sign it we're going to blow it up and right. that that is not happening so much if at all anymore I think it's really you know get your fan base mm -hmm. and then we'll see if we can take it to the next level speaking of fan base is it capital intensive as in if i really wanted to let's just say you know what i want to i think i'm good can i can i throw money no. at myself no to it won't artificially work. create it won't, won't no it won't work it won't work i've i've seen uh some some friends and acquaintances mm -hmm. try to do that um it absolutely is a total waste i wouldn't spend one dollar actually yeah I would. I wouldn't. I mean, you can. You could. You could see what you know. Throw a few hundred bucks at some ads if you want. I, I, you know, try it. I mean, I just don't think. Or how about paying a feature? Like, I, I, so we, me and Eric. So oh yeah. I mean, that's that's different. If you, I mean, if you're paying for for someone who has a who has reach and and fan. I mean, I, I thought you were literally talking like we're just gonna go dump. You know. Hundred granite radio and I should have, been, I should have know, clarified. Have, yeah, my bad. have five PR. You know, like PR. It's like yeah, because because it's like at the end of the day, you are who you are, and radio is going to play what's popping mm -hmm. with yep. the fan bases on TikTok and 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 as well, you know, as all those other things and and you know, you can hire a PR person, but they've they've got to talk about something. You're not doing anything, then what are you going to talk about? So right. yeah, a feature could could be a really good. A good uh, approach to to if you want to spend money um I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like making a great video if you want to spend money in that mm -hmm. it just depends it's like if, if you're down to like your last x amount of dollars yeah. like i wouldn't like go run run it up and think it's going to work that way mm -hmm. that's so different compared to the corporate world it's like corporate world i could be like you know what i'm just going to invest in all these courses buy certificates and you could kind of move up the corporate ladder in like music because it's an art. You can't just throw money at it and it's going to get better. Well, I mean, you could invest in things, but you still like have to do something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even in even in the corporate world, like you know, I mean, you could buy something and hope the price of that <laughs> thing goes up, but that that works in anything. Exactly. And then you're at risk if you're really supposed to be doing this and you're a real artist and God put you on and this again. There are people that will disagree with this, and mm -hmm. you know we could talk about them too. <laughs> uh, I I I think, like if you're a real artist and this is what you do and this is who you are and this is why God put you on earth, isn't it enough just to make a lot of art? Like, isn't it better instead of spending money on the thing that's probably not naturally resonating with people? I think your best bet is to make something else and to put your energy into digging deeper, like. I think about people that I admired in the past. Would, like, would Prince, like, mm -hmm. run ads for himself? You know, would David Bowie? You know what I mean? Yeah, would good point. Like, no, like they're dope, so people come to them. Mm 
-hmm. you know, so maybe you could use a little bit more, um, just for all intents and purposes, called let's say female energy, right? And yeah. this, and again, we might get into some trouble. But uh, you know, if we look more at like sort, sort of like it just no, just sort of like female energy being that you know, male energy goes out, makes it happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and this and this is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And female energy in the traditional sense, let's just say, yeah. is I'm going to make myself beautiful, and then people are going to come to me, mm -hmm. right? So that's the so I so I see art a little bit more like that because you have to understand something. As an artist, you may feel like nobody cares and nobody can see you, and but people get paid hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars a year who work at record companies just to find you. So maybe you could make yourself a little bit more interesting or you know maybe you're not being honest enough in your art or maybe you're being too honest or maybe you know what can you do that's within your reach instead of spending money to try to um reach people i i think that's that's just a it's it's a perspective and, and it may change but that's that's my perspective on things at the moment can i take a individual example from your book of work, I guess we could call sure. it. Sure. So I will not break. Love the song, and we talked Thanks, before, man. and I mentioned that before. And speaking about reach, I think um, when music—I don't. I'm not in the music business. I'm not in the movie business. But I see there's a synergy when the music is played in a movie, and it's kind of you get that same feeling when a, the music's played, you know, during halftime. Of course. How? Um, it's, you know, I'm just, as an example, I Will Not Break, I thought it would be like a great Fast and Furious, uh, you know, in the movie. If it was played in, it just like it connects. You, yeah, do you that'd feel be great. Do you feel this Get it over way? to them. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh. I was talking to them. I'm like, should I mention this on the pod? I'm like, I went and like, you know, just networking. You know, do it. On LinkedIn. And I'm run like, up the floor. Run, run yeah. Up. Yeah. Who's, you know, um, who produces, you know, the Fast and Furious, look who's business development, contact them and just send yeah. them. But I'm like, would you be down if I just of reach course. out? I already have the connection. I just have to send them. Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Finders Absolutely. Fee. Finders fee. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. got you, man. What's Honestly. You got vodka. <laughs> you like vodka? <laughs> A couple of shots. Yeah, so, and um, obviously I don't have any music ability, but... But being able to connect people, I think I think is... that's amazing, and I, I love that you're thinking that way because people are in the mu in the music business are probably a little bit more jaded as a, as to things happen because they're already thinking like, mm -hmm. okay, well I got to get to this the sync person and then the thing and who's yeah. the thing and then it's got to go through this thing and mm -hmm. then well it's gonna the soundtrack's gonna be an X Y Z record so then they're gonna be like kind of front running things with their yeah. own artists and mm -hmm. and they give up but like I think you've got a better shot with the way you're approaching it you know yeah. and I think I think that's great you're just and like you're innocent and you don't know how it works yeah. so you're just gonna reach out and go hey I think this is great what do you think and then I think that has a better shot than the traditional path, you know. I just like every other business that's been around for a long time, the record business is mm -hmm. very, it's 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 sort of um, like closed-minded in its approach, you know. Mm -hmm. And and which is why I think it's breaking down a little bit in terms of structure. It's not breaking down in terms of what it's, you know. It still has all those masters. It's going to make money forever. Yeah on this old stuff but i'm saying the model mm. is breaking down a little bit because it, it, things are just you know it, it, there's so much red tape at every mm. point it's to the point where even the people inside the company is just like oh, i don't even want to sign this because it's gonna be a headache if i bring it to here and then they've got this lawyer and then you know it's, it's so much yeah. so much of that so I, I love your approach go go rock it speaking about like featuring like for like something like fast and fierce but as in like music itself has there been anybody that, like, obviously you've been, you know, having featured, like, Lil Wayne in your songs, Rick Ross? Are there any artists out there that you're like, you know, I wish I could have featured, like, had them on my song or I've been on their song? Like, are there any artists out there that you've ever been like, you know? Of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, you name one, like, Dead or Alive. Or... Like, I mean, uh, like, you were talking rappers? Were we talking, like, just any collaboration? Artist. Any artist. I mean... I would have loved to have had, you know, uh, like a Jay-Z feature. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. who wouldn't, you know, uh, I, I would love to do something with like the 1975. I think they're right. an amazing 
you know, like probably not probably they are the best band in the world right now. You know, there's there's so I can't even ask that question. Like there's so like you're basically just asking me who I who I who I think is great and who I'd be thrilled to do something with. There's there's and there's so many of those right. people. Well, in that situation, at least in business, it's kind of like, OK, there's profit sharing. So, like, let's just say if you don't care about, you know what, all the revenue that is going to be generated from the song, you could have it. But this is, for instance, it's going to put me, you know let it rock level like would you sacrifice the revenue from like th is that possible do people really you know what i want i yeah yeah they, they 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 do but it it's not the same dynamic as you think because the thing is you're dealing with so many unknowns in in it so it's not like hey okay this is what we'll do <laughs> we'll get this guy We'll give them the whole spread, and then yeah. I'll take nothing off the run. And it, it's, it doesn't work like because we because it's so we don't know ever what's going to happen mm -hmm. with a record. You know, yeah. like you could make a record, you could have every feature, everything, everything set up correctly, yeah. and it lose money. You know, at least for the company, like it, it doesn't mean it's going to make money. And then you could have a kid who's in Kentucky, like making making a thing on his iPhone in Band Lab, yep. while his mom's like making macaroni and cheese in the background, and you know, it makes millions of dollars. You don't know what anything's going to be, so it's not like, it's not like, okay, we're going to partner with Microsoft on this. We'll give them the IP. You know, yeah. and it doesn't work like that. Speaking of too many features and stuff, like, nothing against DJ Khaled, but he's in Miami. You guys, like... Yeah, I did a song with, I did a song with him years ago called A Million Lights, and uh, a lot of people were on that. I, I had, you know, he's he's a hustler to the max. He's yeah. he's a great guy. I love him. I think he's cool. He's hilarious. He's awesome. Uh, got nothing but good things to say about him. He's a cool dude. So I don't, you know, I mean, if you people talking, well, he doesn't do this. You know, a lot of people don't do a lot of things. Right. Like mm -hmm. so, what you know, a lot of most singers don't play any instruments. Most of the singers that you think are like absolute geniuses yeah. and you idolize don't even write their songs. At least Khaled is in there. He's working, he's hustling, he does make beats, he's making things happen, mm. you know? And, and he's a personality, he's great. Yeah, I mean, in, you know, touching on like you saying people don't write songs, you actually write. A lot of songs I don't know, a lot of people actually know you're behind of. Like for instance, like Life House, you did Selena Gomez's Round and Round. Yeah. And then I think you've Cobra Starship too, like back in the day. Yeah, done a lot of stuff. Yeah, Keith Urban, we had, a, mm -hmm. we had a number one song, a um, little bit of everything. Yeah, a wide, like I, I've had a like a wide variety. I think it was coming from a time of just you know being, um, sort of like in the forefront of things and and every door being open that that was never open before. You know, because when you know I I had written Let It Rock and produced it. You're like, hey, you want to work on this? You want to work on this? I was like, yeah, great, let's do it. So I was doing a lot of that stuff. I felt toward the end of that that it was um, just a little bit like uh, it was changing as I was doing it. You know, there's a lot of writers on these songs now. Like mm -hmm. they're not, they're sort of not going to like the superstar writer producers right. like the way they were exactly. There's a little bit more of like a free for all. Like three people start the song, and the our and our guy takes it to guy that he publishes and then this one and then they're bringing it to this person and that person and before you know it, there's like 12 people in a song right and for me a lot of it's just like i i don't even know what i did on this anymore you know mm -hmm. i don't i don't like i mean yeah sure i'll take it it's cool but mm -hmm. it just doesn't um align with me artistically integrity wise all the time having said that if i have a song that i've written that i'm not using and someone else would would sound great on it and love it then yeah or if it's a friend of mine and we're just vibing and making stuff and like i'm all for it but um i just don't uh i feel like i want to be more authentic with my path right and i don't um i can't relate to the way a lot of those things are being done in this day and age i just feel like a lot of it's just it's not art it's just right. a 12 person collage so like when you worked with Keith Urban on this uh, the country song, like obviously that I genre. Didn't, yeah, but I didn't. But I, that was a trip to Nashville, and there was there was two brothers, the Warren brothers. We sat down, we were like hanging out, just shooting the shit for like an hour. Came up with a song in another hour. <laughs> I brought it home, demoed it, and sent it over. It was like that. It was again. It was like fun. It was right. inspired. It was easy. But does that like? Do you have to take yourself out of like what you're normally doing, and then putting yourself like into like country? Because you know, like it's a whole different. 
I, guess, I mean, like, I mean my, my contribution to that was really the music. Mm -hmm. So I didn't sit there, you know, I would, I mean, yeah, if I heard some words, I would kind of throw them into the mix, but I can't take credit for sitting right. there going, the Daisy Dukes and the, all the stuff they talk about, you know, I was, they looked at me like, here's um, <clears throat> beat maker dude from hip hop world on cash money and we're country lyricists and that's how it went down. Mm -hmm. And that was perfectly fine with me. And those guys are amazing and they're fun as hell to work with. So, right. It's kind of like a wild card. Um, just listen to your music. It's a joker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? What's your opinion on this? Your style, you know, I, it's definitely unique, and in a weird way, I see how it kind of Enrique Iglesias, kind of like the Spanish music, kind of he has his similar flavor. Even does that make sense? No. I see similarities. I. Well, I'm listening to his music and your music. There's definitely overlap. No, I, I I worked with him for days. He's super cool. Like really? a long time ago. Yeah, he's a great he's a great dude. He's awesome. I, I don't see any similarities, but you know he's yeah. You lost me on the similarity he's cool. part. <laughs> well, I mean, I think um, with Cardi B, if you're saying I'm really handsome. Is that, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? You just like. <laughs> but what's your opinion? I think Latin lover. Well, I think like at least in the U.S., like Bad Bunny blew up. I feel like. 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have, like, the Bad Bunnies as popular on the chart in the U.S. And I feel like, would you be open to, like, a, not necessarily with Bad Bunny, but just kind of more add Spanish to your flow and collaborate with a Spanish artist? Sure. I mean, it, it sounds fun. Yeah. I don't have any, you know, it, sound, it sounds great. I mean, it's not something I'm, I'm like, out seeking, but, okay, right. yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Sure. Yeah. Like an open-ended question right there. I like <laughs> Justin Bieber did what? Despacito, and <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just you know, it would probably be actually pretty cool. Probably be really different. Probably be a different take on on the whole, um, you know, language collab thing. Probably be, probably be amazing. Yeah. One thing that you know, especially my, I mean, Miami, yeah, I know, right? Miami. You should do it. Come set that up while you're doing the Fast yeah. and Furious thing. Go, go, go set got, that up. How long are you here for? Birds, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. You, you know, one uh, one thing for me, like personally, like when I listen to your music and like you know, going on your style and everything. But somebody that I feel, and again, this is my personal um, input, is like Macklemore. I feel like with your music and like with his flow and like your guys' style, I feel like would be a very good collab. And like, yeah, it'd be great. Macklemore, I feel like has like you know, because he's worked with. Um, like a lot, like a lot of different artists. Add it to your list. So I feel <laughs> Add like it to your list. That would be like a really cool collab. Sure. But so, you know, business deals going, you know, comparing business. I guess music also is a business. But like, you know, deals could take six months in the music business. If I'm like, you know what, Snoop Dogg, I want you on a song. How fast could that happen? Just you know, what's the average? Well, that's not really like a business deal. That's kind of like like you're just sort of like, sort of you know. It's like a record deal could take six months. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but um, how fast could that happen? Yeah. I mean, if you know him, you can call him up right away, and he'll probably do it for you and say, you know, here's a, get me tomorrow. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Is that what uh, you know? Usually those rates are. I, think. I, I mean, I don't know. What, I have no idea what 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 well, he gets. You're not doing it just to become famous. You're doing it because you love the art. So you want your art talk, like to talk for itself. It's not just okay. what I. It's not just what I want. I, I've 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 tried some things and and I just feel like my path is 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 to be a creative person. Mm -hmm. I don't my path is is not that path at this moment. Yeah. It doesn't mean I wouldn't do something in the future, but mm -hmm. I I can tell you like the guardrails of my own life experience have pushed me back into doing what I do first and foremost. Mm -hmm because I'm kind of an all-in person. Like I can't like I can't invest in real estate. Like you know why I couldn't invest in real estate? Cuz I wouldn't have like a few rental properties or a thing. Yeah. I would like be I would like leverage myself out to the max. I'd own like d d d whole blocks of things. I'd be borrowing money on top of that and then and then like 3 months later I would just like, you know, the whole thing would go bust. Like I can't just do a thing on the side. It's very, it's, I can a little bit, but for the most part, I have to like where my focus goes, all yeah. my focus goes. I think that's a very successful, that's a trait that a lot of people that are successful have. And because you're just ultra focused and a lot of people, especially we're talking about TikTok and we're in all these things. We have all these different 
information coming at us all over the world. Yeah. Five ways to do three things to have yeah. two ways to the, it's like, and, dude, like, okay. <laughs> and like you said, you're ultra, if, you know, you're all in. And I feel like a lot of people lack that. I, it's not, it's not from, ha, it's not, it's, it's, I've, I've tried to do other things yeah. and I can't do both the same way. Like I can't, I would love to do it. It sounds great. Like, yeah. Hey, let's go do this. And then I'm all like, calling like, guess what? I'm quitting this and I'm doing, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's great. And then like a year later, you're just like, wow, no, I just, that didn't work. And then this, and then, you know, and, and it's also, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just trying to take cues from my own, um, from the mirror of life, if you yeah. will, from, from just seeing what has occurred at different times and when i do what i do things go well when i go off the track things don't go as well the spinal armor smart system is a unique patented solution unlike traditional back braces spinal armor offers customizable lumbar support and compression without restricting movement making it perfect for work sports and everyday activities spinal armor is made right here in the u.s with high quality breathable materials that means it's comfortable to wear all day and it's discreet under clothing thanks to its low profile design with rave reviews for pain relief and support, the Spinal Armor Spinal Support System provides an unmatched solution for free movement and improved posture. Find your perfect fit and experience the freedom to move like never before at SpinalArmor.com. And Spinal Armor is offering Famous Roots listeners 20% off on their website. Just use code FAME at checkout. That's F-A-M-E at checkout on SpinalArmor.com. You climb the ranks like super high up. And, you know, for something like as successful as you were how does that you know and this could be an obvious question but how does that change you as a person you know being so successful like does that change you as a person like your your overall outlook in life your overall you know attitude can i add on to that absolutely um if you didn't reach that level this is weird like in a parallel universe could would you be a completely different person or would you be the same kevin rudolph like could you picture yourself like does that make sense? I don't want to get too philosophical, but just like understanding yourself. I, I don't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be any different. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Um, you know, success is fun, but the thing is, is it, it's like anything else. You, you, you have highs and there's, there's highs and lows, pros and cons. No, but seriously, it's just, it, it, things are, things get more complicated. Things get more like serious in a way you have a lot more people right around you you have things going on in your life that is on you constantly are no it's not that it's it's like i don't care about that that's cool like that's people like liking or hating or whatever they're Mm -hmm. doing i'm i'm just just even from the business perspective and things like you you have a um like a moving your 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 product mm-hmm. is is what I'm trying to say, and you have it's you have a lot of moving parts around you, mm-hmm. so you have to um, deal with that in a way that you can continue to do what you love and still have fun. Mm-hmm. Like that also can weigh you down. You know, right. a lot of the things that you think you want are also things that can weigh you down. It's like having a giant boat. You know, it's fun to have a boat. It's fun to say right. you have a boat. It's fun to look at the boat. <laughs> And then you got to clean the boat, and you got to have a guy fix the boat, and you got a thing, and you got to dock it, and you got a thing, and you got to bilge the pump, and the whatever. I don't know even what, what you got to do, whatever. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not the greatest example, but it's still early in the morning. Right. Well, <laughs> speak, <laughs> speak, hey, no, I, I take a shot. Speaking of boats, uh, what's, what's the, like, not the best investment? I need to stop thinking about business. What's, like, the, the best purchase that you ever made? When I say best purchase, I mean, like, something that you're like, I always wanted to buy this since I was a little kid. And because well, not even that. now what's you have your, the resources. Yeah. Biggest regretful, like, most regretful or purchase. Both. Yeah. You, the, like you're like, damn, why did I, buy this? I regret I, I regret almost everything. Really? Yep. Really? I wish I'd done nothing. Really? Yep. Wish I'd just let, I just, I wish I had, like, literally done nothing kept my life really really small and easy and i mean i lived in some amazing places i've had some amazing cars and ferraris and rolls royces and things and all this stuff and i don't uh nothing made me any happier whatsoever and actually most of the created aggravation do you think it's because when people get to that point is it 
does like the materialistic factor come into play and that's why people get like you know the fancy cars and all this stuff and like you know does of course it's well I, but but i think it's great to i i don't the thing is i'm saying it like i'm not saying you shouldn't have those no, things right. you should shoot for them they're they're symbols right and yeah. once you get the symbol then you go okay i'm that person who has the ferrari and now i can feel like i've got a ferrari mm -hmm. and that's cool um i just i don't uh i really I really don't think any of those things made me any happier whatsoever. Like I actually don't. The wanting of them made me happy. Right. The getting of them, but it's it's um, I'm not against material things. I like nice shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I like I like good food. I like living in a nice place. I like having a nice view. I like all those things. But um, there is a there is a heavy letdown after you get it. You're like, okay. You know, and I, I wish I had the kind of sage wisdom to just go, I'm not doing anything. Right. Like, I'm literally just, like, doing nothing. And people go, hey, man, you do this, why don't you do that? No, I'm just, I'm chilling. Because the thing is, like, to maintain, to me, the most important thing to spend money on mm -hmm. is um, your health, food, things that, anything you can, you can bring into your life that brings you uh, joy. clarity, joy, peace of mind, like yeah. movies, books, trips. Trips are great. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't take a lot of trips. I do regret that because I was on tour a lot and I was so tired from all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to get in a plane again. But I think, you know, travel is a great investment. I think um, maybe, you know, some kind of, um, I think quality, good quality food is a good investment. If you have like a, maybe a trainer, right. you know, mental, physical, whatever. Things that like support your health mm -hmm. mentally, physically, artistically. I think that's where it's at. And then and then the rest is just freedom because the only point in having money to me is to not need the money. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like the minute like you buy the you know you buy the twelve million dollar house and the three Ferraris and the thing, and then all those things cost money to maintain. So now you're less free than when you had no money. Right. So now you have to do a lot of things that you don't want to do to keep the money coming in to keep these objects in play right, in right, your right. life. At the end of the day, you, so, said you don't even really need it. Like, so, yeah. so you're now a slave to the things, and and it, it's it's a cycle. But if you can be a little bit more of like an old soul about it, and very wise, mm -hmm. and just just have the money to to have the freedom, right? And just to say, I don't really want to do that thing, and and or take a feature that you don't want to do, or things like that, or you know, those are things that you can you can um, you can do. You know, if you if you if you have the money, and when so you went on, freedom, when you went on tour, like you know, you said you didn't travel a lot, but like when you did go out, you know, different places, did you ever get to like experience, or was it like okay, you're here in this one town, now you're going to the next place like right away? Of course, that's 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 the whole thing. You never yeah. get to experience any of it. You're yeah. seeing like a dressing room, an airport, and wow. is it always you know, like you're on like a time base, like you're going to this place, now yeah, this place, definitely this place? is, yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, that's that's not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I've been there before. Really? Could you talk about it? Not really. <laughs> where's your going back on tours really quick? Yeah. Where's your favorite place that you've ever like performed at? Um, I actually really had fun. A lot of fun at this this uh, Nets game I did at the Barclays Center. Yeah. Like that was a blast. Like I just loved. I loved being in New York mm -hmm. and doing that. Yeah, that was great. I does love, it feel good doing it back home? Yes, like? it does. And and New York's a real audience, so you know what you're gonna get. Right. Yeah. But we, we, you know, so much, it's so much, so many places, it's hard to even remember. But like, it's a lot of fun. A lot of, sometimes in the South, it's like Charlotte and places like that are really fun. Mm -hmm. You know, great crowds. When you, like you know, have you done, and I know you have, but like, would you rather do like an individual tour or a festival? You know, like when you're going like on your own kind of solo tour or being in part of like a big festival? Because I know you're at one. Uh, like, I can't, I mean, I can't really like it, just, it just depends on, on the crowd really and, and like uh, to me, so much of it is how it sounds. Like mm -hmm. if your sound is good, and you know, because a lot of times when you do these like one-offs, you you don't necessarily have your you know proper sound check right. things like that. So if it sounds good, you feel good on stage, and the crowd's great. That's really that's really all it's about. If I was at that game like literally a month ago. I'm like just in front of all those fans, and like you were saying, the spotlight's on you, and it's nothing new to you, but just from a layperson, that it's just so many things. Like could go wrong. I like, I just think in my head like, oh my god! Like make sure everything is orchestrated correctly. Do you have a team to make sure that you're properly set up? Of course, but there's other factors. You know, I'm just saying like when you're doing a show, things like that. Like yeah. there's there's 
you know, you might not have your own front of house. You may be, you know, you may be on the bill with like five other people. Mm -hmm. You just never know. And when you performed at the Nets, like, did you get to enjoy the game afterwards or was it kind of just Yeah, like <laughs> no, it's great. They they gave us like a suite and, oh, you know, full food and bar and the whole thing. Yeah, it's great. That's it's really cool. They treated us great. That's Are awesome. you uh, upset that Kyrie left? What's your thoughts on that? I, um, I, you know, I don't get involved in, in such things. I just, you know, I'm are you a, are I you a flat focused. earther? <laughs> I just, no, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm to say the truth. I wish I was followed sports more because I've been so lucky to, to, to get to go to all these games and, mm -hmm. and play all these events. I just, I just never got like fully into following sports. So we got a good perspective of how you started, mm -hmm. uh, the ups and downs. And right now in Miami, I know you love the lifestyle. What's, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what's your plan? Like, what do, if you, like what's your next three-year plan? Like, if you don't mind sharing. I don't really have a three-year plan. Yeah. My plan is make music, make art, okay. put it out. And that's really my full plan because everything follows that. Mm -hmm. And... It's not something where you can say, all right, this is what we're going, we're seeing in the projections. Or you can't make projections mm -hmm. because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like the best thing you can do is make music. And obviously I still write and, you know, produce and do things with other people as well. So I think my plan is just make art. There's no, what, what else is there? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are there any songs that like you've written that obviously you know some like Michael Jackson? They have they say that he's got a whole vault of songs. That oh, you're asking if I'm putting out an album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there songs that you haven't released that like you've written years ago and you're like you know? I of just... course, dude. Yeah, of course. Are there gonna be times you're gonna release those? I'm, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, I'm 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 putting together an album and doing all those things, but I'm I, if you're asking me like what's my inner game plan? Yes. Just be creative. Mm -hmm. Make art, make music. That's what I do. I feel like every time I go away from that, like it, I need to get back to that, and that's that's all I'm doing. So, um what's the number one influence? like how do you get influenced? So I'm putting in, like, in my shoes, at least if I'm doing, like, a project, I have to have everything has to influence me correctly in a positive way. Like, if it's just negative, I know my performance is not going to do well in music and music writing. Like, do you have special things that you put yourself in a certain environment to give you a better Yeah, experience? I think that's a good question. I think you have to get yourself in a, like, receptive place. You have to feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to you feel good. It's like you can be sad. But you don't want to be like down. You want to feel like you're playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, everything should feel like play. I think, and that goes that goes across the the board for anything you do in life. Mm -hmm. Like you should always feel like you're at play because you do your best stuff, your most inspired stuff. And like for some of your music that you've been super inspired by, are there songs that you know when you make them? I don't even, I don't know personally for your side but you know if i was an artist and i made a song i feel like every song i would make i'm like that's gonna be a hit that's gonna be a hit you know do you yeah, get that you all the time and yeah. then do you have songs that you're like that you didn't expect to be like as big as they were and then songs that just completely like just flopped like are there songs that you feel like you know like damn I, you know i put all I this feel, effort i mean for the most part i feel like if i feel good about a song i'm like oh this is gonna be huge right always everything i'm always amazed when things like don't catch right away mm-hmm I'm always amazed. Isn't that funny? Right. It's the truth, yeah. though. Right. I always feel that way. I, mean, I, I, feel, I feel that way all the time with work, too. Like, sometimes I'm like, damn, this actually came out really well. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm surprised this didn't go too well. But I thought. <laughs> I mean, you know, to find go too well, too, because the thing is, like, a song, a piece of art, a piece of music, something could, you know, start to resonate in five years from right. now. Like, right. you could make something today. Like, yeah. look at that, you know, Kate Bush record, you know, 40 mm. years later. Mm. Like, Top it's the biggest song in the world. Like, it's a long time. And so many people but like, you don't... twisted that song too. Like some people are doing like I don't know if you consider. I mean, I'm sure you consider them covers, but like they turn them into like alternative versions yep. of it and everything. Like it was kind of interesting with that Kate Bush. Yeah, I, I really think I, I like I said. You know, I'm 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 talking to you guys, but I'm talking to myself, and I'm really just trying to simplify things for my own self. And I think the answer is just create, create, put it out. 
create, put it out. No expectations. Just have fun. Just do what you do. I don't see any other way that I, you know, that is, that there is because at the end of the day, opportunities do arise, things happen, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, and it's all related back to being prepared for those opportunities. Right. And if you don't have the work, you're not prepared. For a long time, I was like kind of in my wilderness phase where I was like, oh, I don't know, it's just changing, and like, no one cares about this anymore, and they're just all over here, and mm -hmm. I don't know. And then it just took me a long time to realize, like, this is not a like problem of the world. This is a creative problem because mm -hmm. the thing is, if I'm doing what I love and I'm feeling good about it, yeah. then things fall into place, you know? And so people externalize so much. They always think, like when we were talking before we started, where do you see things going in the industry? Where do, it's like things aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They will go where you make them. Right. And if you're not making anything and you're just looking at the weather forecast <laughs> of some industry, you know, it's yeah. not like, Finance, where people are like, "Oh, it's all the money's going into gold now." Yeah, right. that we over here. It's, it doesn't work like that. Right. If you're an industry person, and you know, like, let's say we're signing all K-pop bands, and then you suddenly just go, "Okay, I'll do that," you know. But that's then you're always going to be late anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the best thing to do is just be a leader, and that's that's what that's what you have to do. You have to lead and say, "What I'm doing is next." It's not what. Where is it going? Because it's a victim mentality, and you're just going to be at best late. Mm -hmm. When you put together projects like for your songs, and like you said, you're working on an album. When do you know, like, hey, I'm going to do this? Is going to be a part of the album? This is going to be a single? Like, how do you, you know, distinguish which songs go where? If that makes question I think sense. Now they're like they're basically all singles in this day and age. Mm -hmm. and is it because of the streaming way? Or yeah, it, yeah. Quick, quick question. So I know we keep on bringing social media into the picture feedback um how do you get quick feedback is tiktok instagram a quick way to realize you know what let me put a small you know 10 seconds of this song let's see if i get a good reaction is that a good uh plan or does that really does that work well how do you the better I don't, question i don't is, think yeah. it's i don't think it's a good plan i think you can do it and if people freak out then great yeah but it but tiktok may not show it to a lot of people so you may maybe showing it to like 150 people instead mm -hmm. of 150,000 and and then if you believe in it should you abandon it no you know when you play or you post on TikTok or on Instagram on social media and you have in the background like your songs do they ever give you like a warning like hey this is copyright or whatever like you're yeah <laughs> that's funny that's do you always have to like everybody. submit it yourself or no, it's not submitting it they want you to use the audio in that they're doing that cuz they want you to Use really? their, their audio, yeah. Wow. Which is which is correct. Which as you should. I mean, mm. I guess because it tr trickles back to you anyway. Somehow. Right. Interesting. That's kind of cool. I did not know that because I always thought like you know when an artist goes like you know, that's your music. You can post it, whatever. But like I don't know if they still kind of be like, hey, flagging. Like you still got to oh, get yeah. corrections. Oh yeah. Interesting. They're flagging. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a great podcast episode. It's touching like literally all the right. points that we're trying to touch. I did want to ask a couple like yeah. more questions like. Obviously, we've touched a lot inside, but, you know, collaborating with, like, other artists and, like, just working on, you know, the outside. Um, but, you know, we've mentioned, like, you worked with Lil Wayne. Good point. Um, how is it, like, having, like, obviously Lil Wayne's such a huge influential, like, rapper. Um, one of my favorite artists. Um, but how is it, you know, you worked with Timbaland, you worked with Lil Wayne, Rick Ross. Are there, do you get pieces from each one of those artists that you kind of take back with you and you're like, okay, my next song, I want to include this in here? Or, you know, is it kind of more so you always just kind of not stick to your same style, but stick to your, you know, what you're, you're best at kind of thing? Well, I always do, you know, especially with working with rappers, like people say, what's it like working with? And mm -hmm. they do what they do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not sitting there going, hey, you know what? Could you take out that word? I mean, it, no one, not, <laughs> right. even, not even me, nobody does that. Yeah. Right. You know, it's kind of like um, beat maker, rapper, mm -hmm. and rapper gets the beat and then does what they do over it, right? So there's no real, like, when working with, like, most of the working with would be, like, more probably on a video set, really, mm -hmm. you know, when we, when we do those videos. But other than that, you know, they're, they're do, they do what they do, and right. I do what I do. When you guys collaborate, do they have, like, for instance, I've, I've seen, like, in interviews, Lil Wayne says, like, most of his lyrics, he just, on the spot. Yeah. 
um does that kind of like throw off the flow sometimes or no because like does there is there a lot of retakes at all because like if they're coming no the spot, no, no. It's like, and the best thing about him you know i guess if, if i had one takeaway watching him i would say he has uh like a supreme confidence in himself and his artistry and where most people would sort of do it and go i don't know that's not good enough let me do it again mm -hmm. he knows it's good enough because he did it right right yeah. so like you don't question picasso you don't right. go i don't know if that line is straight <laughs> enough he did it mm -hmm. so he's the artist right so if he's the artist that's his art and if mm -hmm. the line looks that way then that's the way it's supposed to be right wow. going back to like you know your old songs and then to your new songs um like welcome to the world that is by far one of my favorite songs from no i appreciate it man um like that song is honestly if i i don't know if apple does it anymore but if you could see like the counts of how many times you listen to the song that one's definitely in the top three. <laughs> oh, thanks man um but for welcome to the it. world uh when you come through with you know your old albums to your new albums are there certain songs that you know you kind of carry into where you're like okay this is kind of you know you kind of talked about it now where like you know the you don't know what the industry's like you don't know where the direction's gonna go but you know you're like you know what this old song that i wrote i want it in here and it's gonna flow with all the new stuff that i made no i have a band and all that like that was me like a while ago going all right so how does how does this fit with that and now I just think that the best way for me to move forward is just like creative abandon. You know, it's like I have I put this new sing, um, this new single out called Ten Fingers, and it's like it's much more of a vibe record. Mm -hmm. But I know it's I know it's a good record, mm -hmm. so I don't care how many streams it has or how many who what. Then it doesn't. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's like I can't make it go back. And how does this connect? And is this going to be the same thing? Is that like we do, I don't think we live in that world right now like maybe years ago where it's like okay radios you know it's such more of a format based thing but i mean what do i have or do, what does anybody have to lose by just making whatever you want and putting right. it out like i don't see i don't see how that that would have a downside it's just you know? annoying to see like on you know for other artists for instance like Eminem people are always like he should go back to his old style. Say with Kanye, go back to your old style kind of stuff. Well, people are gonna say whatever they're gonna say, you know. I, I like, does that bother? Like, does, when you see that and you're like the whole the well, you know, it's like or you kind of everybody can have an opinion. Like, what should I do? Like, you know, do you want? I, I get it. It's like you're looking at it like, uh, okay, you know, this is how I resonate with you this is how i am used to listening mm -hmm. to your music mm -hmm. just give me more of the same thing right and and it's it's logical but people change. you want to evolve too mm -hmm. and maybe you don't like the stage i'm in in my evolution but you might like the next one right so i can't stay still you know we're talking if you're an artist you evolve right. you don't do one thing and they would say something anyway. But, oh, man, he does all the same song, man. I only does the same. You know, th there's someone else around the corner just saying, like, really? what if we do this? <laughs> they said, you know, there's some, there's someone else probably saying he only did all the song. Literally, I've had, I've had, I'll see, like, two things next to each other. All his songs sound the same. Be like, he should go back to his old stuff. Like, wow. So they you don't. each other out. It's like, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no matter what you do, people are going to say something. Right. So it's just, you can't take cues from that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, your inspirations growing up, and I've seen, you know, in past interviews, um, you know, I, I see it all the time from other artists, too. They'll be like, you know, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are an inspiration to me. Uh, or, you know, Eminem is an inspiration to me or whatever it is. How is it that, you know, as an artist, when you say inspiration, like, is it the flow? Is it the music style? Like, are you trying to pick pieces of their stuff to try to correlate to your music? Or is it just, you know, they brought you into it? Like, you were so inspired by their successes, their music, that that's what made you become an artist. I think it's the energy behind it. The perspective is what I'd say. Like, and then there could be things where if I'm making a record and I think I like the texture of those drums. Mm -hmm. So it could be that too. It could be like, Oh, I want it to sound like this. I want the, you know, I want a really dry, like seventies room sound, you know, a dry, you know, like a real tight, right. 
kit and then I want to put like this, you know, kind of like, um, you know, Beatles kind of Hofner bass. And, you know, I could, I could, I could say, I could look at it like a palette of colors in terms of how I want it to sound. Mm -hmm. But I think at the heart of it, it's also like how I want it to feel like the attitude you want to capture. Right. The feeling. There's so much to it. Music, you can't describe it. There's no way to describe it. It's just, it's its own form of magic. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to put it into words and contextualize it and make it fit somewhere or relate to something else because it's so, what is it? We can't see it. We can't touch it. Right. What yeah. else can you not see and touch, you know? Right, exactly. True. Who's, um, you know, and I, I don't know exactly your 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 main influence but like who would you say is like the number one influence on your 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 style your career and just like your you know your build up to being an artist of who you are today i i can't answer that i'd say with with one you know there isn't a one there there may have been moments where i gravitated to a certain band or artist you know like most of what i like is is pretty like like bedrock, like classic. You know, I'm talking like Led Zeppelin, Bob Marley, U2, Van Halen. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a wide, you know, Sade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like real Beatles, The Stone. You know, I mean, and on and on. It's it's generally like you know, The Clash. Like that. I've been. I was watching a Joe Strummer movie the other day, and. And I, I sort of related to something, he, you know, when he left the class, he sort of felt like he went through this wilderness period and sort of relating to some of that, you know, just feeling like, what's next? You mm-hmm. know, what do, what do I do next? Where do I go from here? And especially coming with such force and, and power and intensity for such a long period of time and then to sort of come down and feel that way, you know. So I think vocally, I, I, I like I, the, I, I do take inspiration from him and from that. Mm-hmm. And, and I love stuff that was like unique to my childhood, like Jane's Addiction. You know what yeah. I mean? I think they're one of the best bands of all time and don't, don't necessarily get the credit for it. You know, newer stuff, it's different. So I like, I, I just like good music. I mean, I like the things that I have the connection to growing up as well. And then when you were working at, you know, before Kevin Rudolph, you were working under the name Binoculars. Uh, well, I, I put yeah, I put out one project um, when I was when I was a kid on on Maverick through that yeah. Why the change? Well, I don't I like there was there there wasn't a change. I think it was just like I was just sort of like it carried over from something into something else. into something else, and then and then I I dropped it immediately when that album came out, and then I uh, I didn't know if it was going to be like a band name or. Mm. It was funny when I was like starting to develop like a relationship with Slim at Cash Money, and we we're talking about doing working together. You know, he he actually had said to me, you know, maybe it should be a band, or and I was like, yeah, that'd be cool, or like a solo name or something like that. And then by the somehow by the time like the first single Let It Rock came out, it just sort of like was like, all right, you're Kevin Brudel. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> sort of been like easier in a way to be like a project name you know what i mean mm. would have been sort of like easier to be like yeah you know don't have you know you're not you don't feel so sort of up front it feels weird to me because i don't feel like i'm like a, some singer songwriter solo artisty like right mm-hmm. regular person <laughs> way. But does um how was <laughs> <laughs> how was working with cash money like you know having the the ins and having the connections with all the different artists within cash money you know i made it was a huge hit um being a being able to work with you know all the artists within the the record itself or your record label itself you know when cash when i signed to cash money it was much different it was really like wayne and um you know there was still like the the older stuff that was sort of looming around like you know juvenile all all of that and there was some other people uh, rappers like like briscoe and you know artists some also hadn't popped off yet so I didn't view it as like what it became. It was kind of like this. It was an independent hip hop label, and and was and is. So it was really based around my my building that musical connection with Slim. Mm-hmm. So he was actually even thinking of starting another pop label at the time. I think he was calling it Slim Vision, and it was going to be like the pop or rock or 
whatever um, side of cash money. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing was just based around an organic connection that we had. And he loved what I was playing him. And I kept bringing him more music. And it was very, very simple. There was no corporate involvement of any kind in making that album. So even the features and the Wayne would be like, he would just say like, yeah, I think I think we should get Wayne in this. I'd be like, yeah, let's, yeah, we just, just go. Come on, <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, that'd be amazing. So, and you were so, the only, like, your style was the only one in Cash Money, right? Like, there was no other like yeah. pop rock. Yeah, no, there, 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 there wasn't, and it it was all new at the time. So, you know, this was right as they were signing, you know, or Wayne was signing Drake and Nikki. So it it wasn't quite what it what it became just yet mm-hmm. and it was a very like i said it just all came together like very naturally you know it just felt very right at the time and now you're on a different label correct no no now i'm independent okay. how does that obviously had being assigned to a label versus being independent like there's so much you know i think it's uh, Chance is independent too, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like he kind of raps yeah. about. Chance oh yeah, a lot of people are independent now. I mean, I you know the thing is, Cash Money, it was running through Universal Republic then, so like Universal Republic was handling like the marketing and promotion, all that stuff. So that's that's pretty much what was what was going on. But the creative connection was was me and Slim. Kevin, this has been awesome. Honestly. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We got a lot of information. A lot of too much information. <laughs> Definitely too much. Too a lot much. of perspectives. Much too much. <laughs> but seriously, this was great. We, wanted, um, we did a little rant and ramble. We did. But it was good. It came out really well. Yeah, um, it did. But, you know, where can people, you know, see your new work, everything coming up? Yeah. We got all the new news from you. For sure. So I have a new single called Ten Fingers uh, that I just released. And um, that's out, obviously, everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, at Kevin Rudolph. Twitter's at Kevin Rudolph. Facebook, Kevin Rudolph. Uh, TikTok, it's Kevin.Rudolph. And, um, yeah, for sure, for, uh, you know, follow me and, and check out what uh, what I'm releasing next, too. And you will answer fo- uh your oh, I, lo- I love it. I love engaging with everybody, man. I mean, this is this is what it's about. It's so cool just to, you know, receive love and give love back. And, you know, that's what we do. Perfect. Well, again, this is awesome. Thank you so much. And for our followers, tune us in for our next episode. And we have got lots of guests coming up. So cool. Thanks for having me. From sharecropping to pot stills, America's only black-owned farm-to-bottle distillery is using their fourth-generation farm to create world-class, award-winning spirits made in the heart of Arkansas Delta. And they're doing it with sweet potatoes. Yes, sweet potatoes. Their sweet potato vodka has been racking up awards, including double gold, triple gold, and best of class. Find them online at deltadirtdistillery.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Delta Dirt Distillery and see why they're named the 2023 Arkansas Tourism Attraction of the Year at this year's Arkansas Governor's Conference. Must be 21 and up to drink. Please drink responsibly.